Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to The Glitter Boys. Warning, violence, war, magic, and the supernatural. The fictional world of Splicers, TM, is violent, deadly, and filled with robotic horrors, evil monstrosities, and weird weapons and machines. Humans have turned to genetic manipulation to create frightening living weapons and armor, horrific animals, and strange mutations. I, you know, I wish my voice had more timber <laughs> so I could really pull off that uh, in a world voice. In a world gone mad. <laughs> Two podcasters. <laughs> Jonesy, this one's for you. Splicers. Yeah. This is Splicers. Uh, this, is, uh, this is anime mech versus biological terrors. Except we're the biological terrors. This is like 100% bio-organic stuff. Like this, this game is visually in the realm of David Cronenberg's works. Like he, yeah. there's some intense body horror happening here and I love it. Yeah. I especially like the bugs that, uh, the guns that fire grubs. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some really gruesome stuff here. Splicers is a game that neither of us were personally familiar with before we did uh -uh. this episode. We read this for this episode, uh, gave it a good deep, Cover to cover reading and are coming to you now with our thoughts on what we have read. It was nice to start a book from the Palladium multiverse without Aaron Tarn in the beginning. However, <laughs> we, we instead had three Aaron Tarns. This is, um, it, it's, it's kind of what they do. It's, it's a world setting, it's flavor text, but you get a lot of it at the beginning of this, which is kind of, it's, it's a combination of your history, a brief introduction to factions, but this one it was a bit confusing because it was done from three different viewpoints. And then there was like another history intro that kind of like just without any warning or, you know, changes segged straight into game talk. So probably could have been brought off a hair better, but it was it was good stuff. Agreed. It is a little disjointed at the beginning, trying to figure out who's telling you what and and what aspect of the story is you know more important at this particular moment? Because as with any kind of situation in Palladium where they have multiple narrators, there's always a bit of repeat text or, you know, they kind of go over things a little bit too heavily. Like, like, OK, we get it. Yeah, I really like the villain, though. This feels very uh, mechanoids to me. Like this is this is implacable. This is a. Uh, this is a world where a, a AI has gone mad. This is another Skynet, and they borrow heavily from uh, Terminator in this. Oh, God, yeah. This is very, very, very heavily pulled from the Terminator pages. Like This is the third Terminator movie. Terminator Salvation could be directly inspirational to anybody who's wanting to run a game of Splicers. And they mixed in Cronenberg. Like, <laughs> yeah, the body horror, it's a combination of like Cronenberg and that genre of Japanese horror. Uh, like a Kirai. Yeah. 
stuff like Meatball Machine and Tetsuo the Iron Man and Robo Geisha and all of those like super mm. weird body horror things. Meatball Machine, I think, is one of the the, the top tier. Or Tokyo yeah. Gore Police. This is very much that strange mutated slime and chitin-based armor and weapons that shoot bugs and and just all kind of it's crazy cool shit. Yeah. It has a very interesting premise. Um, don't think it's just Terminator. So if you're like us and you've never actually cracked this book, let me give you a, a 200 words or less. <laughs> near, near far future. Near far future. All right. I started out well. <laughs> <laughs> we build an AI to help govern us. We like AI. AI good. AI decides all our things. AI is given a bad command, i.e. any Asimov series. AI uh, fractures into multiple parts uh, with different personalities. AI tries to kill all humanity. Uh, humanity does well for a little bit, kind of does a stalemate. AI ups the game with a nano plague. This nano plague makes metal magical somehow. It basically makes it so that humans can't touch metal, or mammals, I think it was the term, can't touch yeah. metal. Uh, they classified us as vermin, which I'm having a hard time disagreeing with. I live yeah. in Portland in 2021. It's really difficult for me to not side with the AI <laughs> in the background story. It has a really interesting part where it where the the fragments of the of the AI, which is kind of reminds me of the end game of uh, Red versus Blue, where the fragments of the AI have their different personalities and their different goals, and they can be induced to to fight each other and. Anyway, uh, metal's magic. Can't touch metal. It will stab you. It will reform. It will explode. It will put hooks in you. It will melt you. It'll do all kinds of horrible things. There's also uh, drones. There are zombies. All of this are controlled by the by the AI, including like Borg zombies, which are kind of cool. Necroborg yeah. or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, and there's also like the really creepy, what is it? Uh, the the Nex androids. Mm-hmm. That those are those are like Pleasantville creepy. I really like that. And there's this part where you can like sneak into like the Pleasantville and like, I am good. How are you, fellow citizen? And you could, <laughs> you know, just be like this ragtag crazy person carrying a gun and they won't say shit if you just act your part. And I love that. Yeah. What Matthew was talking about, dear listener, is that all throughout this world, which may or may not be Earth, it never comes out and says, but all throughout this world where the machines are basically exterminating all humans, there are pockets of strangely enforced normalcy of these slices of life that happened at one point before the machines started killing everyone you know these pleasantville style villages that are just going on and on about their daily business robots going shopping people robots pretending to be people saying hi honey i'm home and all kind of stuff like that and that got me thinking of some fantastic game scenes oh yeah yeah that was the part that really hooked me into the game honestly was like Greetings, fellow children. How are you? you know? <laughs> from Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, anyway, like picking up a, a metal fork here will absolutely kill you. You can be killed by a spoon. Spoon kill. Spoon bad. I don't recall because we read about three books, but uh, I don't recall. Was it just ferrous metals, iron based? I believe it. They just sort of blanket and say all metal. Okay. I don't think it's unprocessed metal, though. So I think that, you know what? I don't know. I don't actually remember. I'd have to go back and look. It has rat bombs. We should mention rat bombs. Rat bombs are fucking cool. <laughs> Mobile landmines. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Necrobots, all of the the Slayers, like these massive yeah. walking tanks are so freaking cool. If you have ever seen an anime on Netflix called Blame with an exclamation point at the end, Blame can be very, very inspirational for a game of splicers it is another one where the machines have started exterminating all life on the planet and i'm just looking around through some of the art in here and the things like the cable snake on page 42 looks straight out of blame i imagine that whoever created the original story upon which blame was based probably got some inspiration from this kind of stuff like, I like the battle track myself. That's a that's a fun looking tank to me. And the flying strike ship looks yeah. straight out of a Terminator movie when from those like visions of the future. Beautiful. Or the Matrix, even. Yeah. 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 And they have mines, popper mines, drones, repair bays. I even like the sentry tower. It's it's just somebody actually thought about how to dominate an intelligent species. You know, mm-hmm. because all, all of these, all these mech by themselves, we could and would fight and we, we could do fairly well for ourselves. Not bad for monkeys. But once, once you take away our metal, well, we have to get creative. So, uh, I'm, I'm way over my 500 words, but I'm still going. <laughs> so we move underground and we start playing with biotech. We create these weird hive minds. We create gelatinous brains. We create angels, which are anything but. We create librarians. We create weird houses, which are basically like factions that have some human infighting. We'll all pull together against the machines, but I'm better than you, bub, which is kind of kind of the underlying thing. One thing that I picked up when reading this, and this is probably, well, we just did Wormwood. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot in common here because of the whole symbiotic bio weapon stuff that your heroes are using in this game. A lot of the art looks like these characters could fit well in visually, at least in a Wormwood game. Fucking snake armor suit on page 92 looks like it could come straight out of Wormwood. Yeah, but they look like they're fighting for the non-human side. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The carnivore host armor? Yeah. Oh, okay. So (laughs) a host armor, this isn't just like grown and then plated. This is more of a, a symbiote, I suppose. So, yeah, let's take a step back and talk about in this game, who are you? In this game, you are playing basically freedom fighters and or terrorists fighting against the machines. All hail the machine. You are these humans who are forming these pockets of resistance out in the wild, either in underground cities or in these occasional strange human preserves that the machines have put there so that they don't kill everyone. But, you know, let's leave some in what the machines believe to be the human's natural environment. So it's these like anachronistic setups of periodic (laughs) moments of history. Well, you you get that because... It was it was like a rat thing. You need to have rats. You, rats mm-hmm. are a part of an ecosystem. So as vermin, you need to have some humans. You just want to control the population. Yeah. So your characters are from some of these population centers and your splicers. You are these heroes who 
one of the most common would be the Dread Guard. Of course, the Dread Guard being the one that you might think of if you're most familiar with this game, they get the host armor. That armor gets some sweet, sweet upgrades, and you basically get to custom build your own freakish horror suit to wear while you go and fight people as a superpowered meat puppet. I'm trying to remember. It was a mainstream movie that kind of had all, all of these helmets with with the with the the horny high spikes remind me of a movie and i'm trying to remember what it is probably something anime <laughs> no no it was it had actors it was like 90s I, I fuck i forget yeah anyway basically you build out like you would a borg in riffs uh you you know you choose your eyes you choose your hands do you fly do you run do you have it's it's all that but it's done biomechanically we talked about nightbane before there's a lot in common here with Nightbane, with the Nightbane setup of you're building your 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 Morphous and all of the weird powers and limbs and extremities that your character might have when they transform is a very similar process here. It's pretty cool. The damage and the strength of things is higher than Rift's average, or at least classic Rift's average. Yeah, this is a mega damage setting, and the numbers are up there one of the uh, we were talking about the next androids which are the you know the human looking droids that are filling the roles of these old cities they are mentioned in the text as i quote next androids are not designed for combat so they have minimal mdc and no combat program and then on the same page you see 120 fucking mdc on these things yeah right <laughs> and they have like bonuses they have extra attacks per melee bonuses to strike i'm like um uh that threw me off at first until I read the rest of the book. It's like, yeah. oh, I see. Yeah, these are kind of weak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lightning Discharger, 4D12. I mean, it's just, it's it's sickness. Uh, the Heat Projector Cannon, 3D4 times 10 plus 20. <laughs> Very laser-focused game in which, yeah. you, like, there's only the one book. And, yeah, it's a complete role-playing game. You've got some factions. You've got some enemies that you're sent to go fight uh you've got some very cool sounding locations to visit that are all very briefly outlined at the beginning of mm -hmm. the book you've got you know the skills you've got a lot of equipment what i love though is that the skill list and the equipment they went through and very specifically removed a lot of modern stuff yes. there's no computer skill in this game there's no mechanics skill in this game like you would think they would have copy pasted like they do the skill systems and everything, but they didn't. This is one of the ones where it is, in fact, a complete role playing game. And it has to be because there is nothing else. Uh, there, there may be some in uh, in some Rifters, but there was never any other supplements, I believe. No, there weren't any other books that I'm aware of. And yeah. I, I think there might have, again, as we say many times before in the past, there were probably some Rifters on it. But I think that's yeah. it. It's a good thing because they actually did take a lot of time. Um, there's a lot of thought in this. It, you mm -hmm. could take this one book and that's your complete game. You're good. You don't even have to get uh, the the how to run Palladium DMG. You could literally, everyone at your table grabs this one book and you play this game. That is your world. Totally, totally doable. Internally, it's very consistent. There's a lot of copy pasta in Palladium. Like... Like you were saying, they they took the time, they edited it out, and they also added in a ton of relevant new skills that are world-specific. And speaking of world-specific, this is the Megaverse. 
you have some real problems if you come from <laughs> literally yeah. any other part of the megaverse that's any other part of the megaverse. You have some mm-hmm. real fucking problems. If you have a weapon, you have minutes before that weapon attacks you. If you have magic, fuck, there's no ley lines. If you have psionics, fuck. <laughs> yeah, there is a section talking about how this game this dimension interacts with the rest of the megaverse and it's just kind of painful to read what happens to characters from rifts who might come to the splicers world especially where those characters say mm, partial borgs or mm, yeah inside power armor <laughs> yeah i am a glitter boy i am a knight for justice and good and and the post-american way oh fuck what's going ah <laughs> You, you, no one is safe. If you're a dwarf from Palladium Fantasy who somehow ends up here, your axe will eat you. If you are a, a guy from Recon, your M16 will suddenly turn and shoot you. I'm not sure how the physics of that work. Nanotech magic. If, if, if you're from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're in trouble. There, there's no setting that's safe. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, pretty much the only thing that would be safe, the only type of character I think that probably wouldn't give a fuck, is if you never use technology whatsoever. So some sort of wolfen type thing, you know, like werewolf or yeah, a vampire with no jewelry or metal clasps on his clothing. <laughs> now, I wonder what if you are metal, as in what if you yourself are metal, like a, a machine person from Phase World. You probably become a drone. You think? Uh, they they lift the conversions for for that. Yeah, I don't huh. think from Phase World specific, but yeah, I um, think uh, well, Phase World would have come before this. I don't know. This is uh, what two thousand four. So yeah, Phase World came before this. Hmm. Hmm. I love some of the art in here. Like, uh, I I think it's Walton. Is that what I'm seeing? But these very detailed mecha, um, the bio mecha looking things, just just. Gorgeous, gorgeous work. Yeah, any of the art that you see that is more of a, that is just has a lot more lines and details and just complexity in it, that's that's Walton. Walton is, I believe, something of a, the new-ish star artist that they have. Walton's mm-hmm. stuff is what makes, in my opinion, the, the new Rift's bestiary worth buying. Yeah. That said, if you're from here, you can go other places and be totally kick-ass. You still can't use metal. <laughs> yeah. There's an yeah. interesting thing that if you go there and return home, you could infect your planet. So there, there's some ugly possibilities for high-level campaigning here. Like, could you imagine what would happen to like the balance of power on Rifts if all of a sudden, on Rifts Earth, if every piece of metal on the planet suddenly became unusable like the cs would collapse northern northern gun would collapse triax would collapse every fuck imagine being a cyber knight that would be awful that that would be pretty fucking awful the i think uh, that would be the day that archie rules because that would be the day that archie died no 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 archie's a robot so yeah no robots don't care yeah, but I mean, he would be taken over as a drone. Like he would, he would be subsumed. Ooh, now here's an interesting question: Archie versus the AI here. The AIs here are mm, well, you know, Archie's insane, and these AIs 
the AI, let's say the singular AI of this setting, because technically there's one. Yeah. There's one. It's, however, fractured. It's, its mind is fractured into a bunch of different personalities. I think that this AI is just insane enough that Archie might be able to, to win in a you know AI versus AI battle, maybe. Except that this can control the metal. And Archie is metal. Hmm. So... I'm going to go with no Archie's <laughs> fucked along with everything else. Uh, yeah. If, if you dear listener have a say so on this discussion, you probably know a little bit more about it than us from experience. Please let us know We're we'd love to talk more about this. I, I would love to get this to the table one day. Yeah. I, it's, it's a very unique yeah. setting because it's not, I mean, it's, it palladium has a strength where it's the gallant last battle post-apocalypse yeah. last last battle yeah yeah and this is another one of those you know worlds but like his first one like mechanoids there's there's a gallantry to it that's kind of missing in all the minutiae of like the rifts world this is a very pure place your enemy is is very easy to understand there's some sub enemies as your house struggles against other houses but it's it's a very clean cut campaign you know me good, you bad, we fight. Rah! Yeah, very similar to Wormwood, as you were yeah. saying. The houses are, are battling each other in, in the Wormwood sense, as we were saying, that even, even now in the apocalypse, when all hope is basically lost, humans still can't get over their petty bullshit. That also seems to be a reoccurring theme in some of <laughs> yeah. these books. If only it wasn't absolutely based on fact. There's a lot of, of parallels. If there's a type of character you enjoy playing, like I enjoy playing whatever faction I'm in, bog standard soldier, uh, as opposed to like, you know, high powered, this, that specialist, like there, there's the roughneck. There's, there's whatever level you're comfortable playing at. There is something here for you in this game. As with Nightbane, not everyone's a Nightbane. And Splicers, not everyone wears the armor. Now, everyone's yeah. going to be using the cool biotech, but the Dreadguard and only a couple others actually get the full armor. Whereas you've got the Archangel, who was wearing this kind of super cool avian suit. There's the the Biotics, who, well, they're, they're kind of crazy people slaves, but, yeah, you know, they, they could be fun. The Dread Guard, of course. You've got Outriders who are kind of like light Dread Guards. They have armor, but it's not as good. But they get a sweet mount. And speaking mm -hmm. of which, the mounts in this game are fucking cool. You've got yeah. the Pack Master, who is just some dude in armor who has a, a fucking legion of devil <laughs> dogs. Devil dogs. By the way, on the just on the basis of that art, that is that's absolutely the way to go. Uh huh. Yeah. Again, more Walton art that's just amazing. The Saint is an interesting one in that the Saints are like merged with these tentacle entities and they become something entirely different. And they have these these cool magic or psionic-like powers, but they're, mm -hmm. again, it's not the same. Very similar, different. You've got Scarecrows who are these zombie-looking dudes that have some amazing combat powers, but just kind of look like corpses. And then you've got the skin jobs who can change their bodies, but their normal state is basically just oozing sack of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, and then you do have mm. the one group of people that can use weapons. The Technojackers. Nobody knows why they can do it, but they can control the nanos. 
So Archie just needs to get himself one of them. <laughs> and after that, it's the characters from other Palladium games. Mm-hmm. Magic doesn't exist, like we said. Psychics, yeah. yeah, not really good. The first obstacle tech characters from another world must overcome is the nanobot plague. Since most people on other worlds rely heavily on metal and technological devices... A few minutes after appearing on the Splicer's World, they are likely to be murdered by their own power armor, body armor, vehicle, weapons, or equipment. I love that. Just no, no fucks given. Not, not. You have a couple days to figure it out before the suit takes on your alien metal. No, it's like you have minutes. It's like, oh, where are we? Lovely sky. Oh, a creek. Look, oh my God. I see some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my spleen. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> the argument right here is is already decided for us. On the next page, it says. Robots and artificial intelligence, blah, blah, blah. Only a highly sophisticated artificial intelligence like Archie 3 are immune. Uh, okay. So, I think Archie now has a chance of... Uh, a a, a yeah. fighting chance, but uh, yeah, I'm still going to say it's... Ooh. No, someone foresaw that because robots controlled by an intelligence, which means Archie's legions would still be available to him. Yes. Interesting. Okay, that does change the scenario. Those Shamarians could uh, up the ante on him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of it is uh, pretty standard. Uh, the only place it gets different is the the skills once again and the lovely, lovely equipment section. Oh dear God, it's sexy in a gross way, like not sexy at all. <laughs> yeah, more, more, more pestilent and pustulent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the weapon proficiencies have changed, but they're not that different. I mean, for some reason, the bola is still in there. Someone really likes sticks, uh, excuse me, rocks with a rope tied between them over there. Yeah, the the rest is is pretty much just the standard stuff. You can, like I said, just buy this, and this is your role playing game. You could absolutely just do that. So it's a it's a mega damage setting. It's humans versus the machines. Got some really really cool body horror type of character classes. Seems pretty direct i i would run this but i don't think i could do an extended campaign with this but i could definitely do a few a few sessions and if you're ever looking to take away all your toys from a party that's gotten a little bit out of your control as a gm what a place to send them yep it's like oh i'm sorry you you have you have two veritex a glitter boy you know some sort of mobile land bunker and yeah i'm sorry we're just uh you're just a little too OP. Let's let's go here for just a minute, just like three or four minutes, and we'll leave the rift open. You just leave your stuff there. It'll be fine. Kind of a dick move, but it's a thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts? Final thoughts is it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I liked, this was my first uh, introduction to that artist, and I was really, really impressed by the work. Like I've said a couple of times, the, was it Charles Walton? Yeah. Yeah. Really, really made this, but there were a couple other people. Um, who did some really good work in there. As always, it's it's the art that really delivers Palladium to me. Uh, the, the concepts are usually really, really high and really, really out there, but it's always it's always been the art that just grabbed me. And always. this one did not disappoint. Agreed. So uh, go out and buy Splicers, a complete role-playing game. Uh, also, it should be noted that this is not a primarily uh, Kevin Sambita work. This is by uh, Carmen Belair. Now, Kevin apparently probably influenced this quite a bit. It's uh, additional text names and concepts by Kevin. But uh, he's normally like the main the main writer on a lot of these. So this is someone else's idea that they, they brought to him, it sounds like. 
seems pretty freaking cool. I, I yeah. love it when that happens. If somebody can bring these ideas forth and be like, Kevin, I want to make this a Palladium game. What do you think? And then uh, something yeah. beautiful comes out of it. All right. Well, that was Splicers. I'd play this. Same. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.